1: hello 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 everyone hello sports fans good morning afternoon evening whatever time zone you are in i'm bill murphy i am patchman lang lawrence
0: ah, a little switcheroo there patch
2: yes guys, switch up sometimes but it, it's it's still lawrence patchman lang
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh it is still danny boy reginald how's everyone doing
1: and welcome to the ninth and final inning of the third game of the Sports Insanity Podcast. You heard it, folks. Today is our season finale. Upload!
0: Yay! Vacation. Yes, I get to watch the Knicks without having to worry about getting on a show. Just enjoy I'm flattered. It.
1: <laughs> okay, so, yeah. But we got a lot to discuss today, folks, don't we? It is not a lot to discuss. It's small bits,
2: tidbits that deserve certain amounts of time to talk about. It's not a lot. It's a little, but each segment can each segment's going to have their own little
1: time slot. We're going to talk NBA, the playoffs, especially the New York Knicks dropping game one last night. We're going to talk about LeBron. We're going to talk a little baseball, especially Kluber's no hitter. Um, And then Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. That's what we're going to talk about today, folks. But why are we sitting here talking about it when we can just get to it? Am I right? Absolutely. All right. So let us begin. All right. So NBA playoffs started.
2: Uh, Well, yes, they did. They started um, with the play-in tournament to begin with. You know, we had that last week. You know, LeBron and the Lakers. Got in. Golden State just barely missed getting in after losing. I think it was to Memphis.
0: It was the I'm Memphis Grizzlies. They should have won that game, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but no, uh, they they they're no longer in, and uh, Memphis gets to ride on, which is good. I mean, I, I my family's from Memphis, so you know it's always good to. You know see my family members happy that their local team is going on but you know still is a little sad because you know this is the second straight year without golden state in the playoffs and to be quite honest with you while golden state was like the villain these past few years i actually enjoy golden state in the playoffs so second year without them kind of sucks
2: all right, but hey next year maybe next year when golden state's finally all healthy we can finally see them get back to the super team form that they were.
0: Yeah. And, and hopefully, hopefully they will avoid playing BS. Yeah. Probably mostly because the NBA is going to get rid of it, but we don't know. We don't know.
1: That's what happened. Now the first round started. Both New York yeah. teams played this weekend. Mm-hmm. The, the Brooklyn Nets won Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Which
2: was expected,
0: hopefully. Yeah, it wasn't a pretty it wasn't a pretty victory. I mean, Boston gave them a good run for their money in the first half. Um, I me mean, obviously broke and pulled away late, but you know, it still wasn't very pretty. And you know, the Nets gotta I mean the Nets will ultimately close out that series. Like the the Jets are just too good with Kate and now that especially the big three, now that they're all playing and they're all like in and stuff. They'll be they'll be fine. And I'm not gonna be too worried about them.
1: And of course, we gotta talk about you know what. Oh heartbreak, agony. The, the t- New York it- Knickerbockers falling to the Hawks 107 to 105.
2: Uh, you know, it's the typical story of a Knicks fan. Our hopes and dreams are always always there. And then there's always just something that just rips it out of your chest, stomps on it, rips it in half, sticks it back in, you know, rips it back out. And then you're just in sadness and misery. And then you're, then you're in the pit of misery. And one is now in Atlanta's favor because New York had many opportunities to close out game one at home and they didn't.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, tip your cap to Atlanta. They play the Knicks very well. Both offensively and defensively, like Julius Randle had a horrible game, and that's because they were able to, you know, make sure that he doesn't get a shot off. And then when he did get a shot off, it was a terrible shot. You missed it all that. So they were able to guard him well. They were able to guard RJ very well. The second team did actually very good. Yeah, I was actually very pleased seeing the rookies come out with Obi Top in Emmanuel Quickly you know, getting some points off the bench. And let's just say Alec Burks, all season, you No, know, obviously, you know, he's been in now with injury, but when he did play, he has played terrific. And he always gives you a spark off the bench. He always gives you the amount of points that they need to win games. So I was thrilled with that. Unfortunately, you, you, you have to, like I said, tip your cap to Atlanta, they schooled the Knicks. They're able to get into the paint. Uh, they looked – I mean, the Knicks didn't look particularly good defensively last night either. So that's something that they have to work on all series because if you have Lou Williams, and Trey Young beating you, that's a problem. And the Knicks are going to be dead if they don't get their acts together quickly in game two.
1: Absolutely. Like last night was a real back-and-forth game. It was a good game and just at the end it got away. Not too much, but...
0: I mean, did it really get away? I mean, like, it's not like the Knicks had a big lead and they gave up a big lead. No, the the biggest lead they had was, like, what, seven? For the Hawks, it was, what, like, 11? Like, the game was very close throughout the entire time, so it's not necessarily the one that got away. It's the one that they just did Couldn't, like Pat said, couldn't close out, and they couldn't run away with it. Like, you expect the Knicks, you know, especially when their offense gets groomed, especially with the starters, you expect the Knicks to run away with it. Like, they were at some point, they were up maybe, what, six, seven points. They had a chance to put them up 10, 11, and then further the issue for the Hawks, but they couldn't do that and again that's a lot of it's on the starters not being able to produce as much and like i said they're going to have to figure out a way to get these starters up and, and going because if again if there's no production out of them and it's only going to be from the bench that's a big problem because like i saw Trey Young last night he was thriving
2: and you look okay? at And speaking of the Knicks bench, I think they had 62 bench points, was like their most points off the bench in 50 years in a playoff game.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and that's yeah, and and just combine that with the production just from Julius Randle in a normal uh, regular season game that we've seen all year, combine that with the bench points. Knicks easily win that game. So, you know, it's a difference between that and you just have to figure out a way to get it done because we're going to need the starters to come out in full force. They can't be struggling now.
2: They got they they, they, they got that eight-year playoff drought off their shoulders, and hopefully they can come back and win game two because they don't win game two on Wednesday. It's deep, deep, deep water
1: that they're treading yeah. into.
0: It's over because I'm, I'm going to go as far as saying it's over. Because no, I agree. They just, lose Wednesday, it's done. Because we you have to understand because 1 1 while you're not going to take back home court, at least you could put more pressure on the Hawks to win. You're down 2 0, then all the pressure is you have to go to Atlanta and win twice, and then come back to New York and win. Just to just so you could have a series lead. That's a lot of pressure on the Knicks, especially in a team that's very inexperienced when it comes to playoffs and everything. Like, it's not it's not a good position to be in. So, the Knicks really have to be careful here if they decide to fall to up.
1: We were watching the game last night over Zoom, me, Re- Danny Boy, Reg, Patch Man, our dear friends, Ross and Old Ops Guy. And, you know, so now it's one game. And then, Reg, you were like, it's not just one game. Because, like what you said, Patch, momentum's got to grow in the playoffs.
2: It's weird. Out of all the playoffs, you look at NBA, you go down two zero. it's kind of like set in stone. You can pretty much say, hey, it's going to go this way. Because if the away team gets two in NBA playoffs and it switches back to their home court, most likely they can close it out in the next two it's a sweep. You look at baseball, baseball is a little more interesting because you can grab momentum because you look at 2019, I want to go 2019 World Series here. You look at that World Series where every away team won the game. You know, Nats won two, and then the Astros won three, and then Nationals won the last two. Never saw that ever in the World Series where all the away teams win. Mm -hmm. But and then you look at hockey, Hoc- hockey, for playoffs is always up in the air. You got the away team can win every game or the, every home team or the home team can win every game. But you look at NBA to me, it's basically saying, Hey, the away team comes in, takes the first two on the road. They can come back home and close in the next two. They might drop one and then they'll win the next one, go back on the road and then win again.
0: Yeah, if I'm a Knicks fans, I would start to get a little bit worried here just in case they have another bad game in game two. I don't expect them to have a bad game. I expect them to be better because, again, they they probably learned from what Atlanta has figured out from them and stuff and, you know, they have better game plan. So I expect a much more productive game two. And, uh, you know, Hopefully, the defense can come back. and. I mean, they, they weren't terrible, like d- defensively, but they certainly weren't up to the the standard that we've been seeing all year because it just kept getting beat down low. And that's a huge problem. Okay. um, Here's what I'm going to say Knicks fans,
1: I wouldn't say necessarily be worried. I'd say be concerned. Be concerned. But you lose when we lose Wednesday. Then start panicking
0: Yeah because it's gonna it, It's gonna be really hard To dig yourself out of a 2 hole So if you win one at least Now we know okay we can Ease up a little bit and let's Say we have another bad game here and there Whatever take that momentum On the road Yeah, and and I really Hope they do like if they, they were They're able to get a win Wednesday night Uh, Hopefully They can take that To Atlanta and just pound the crap out of that Atlanta team. Boy, they are becoming a uh, a very, very dangerous, dangerous team to start off the playoffs.
1: And I just want to say, the Garden, that place was rocking last night.
2: Wasn't good it? See, it's good to see New York Knicks playoff basketball Garden crowd back, and it wouldn't even be sweeter to have the New York Rangers Garden crowd back, too.
0: Yeah and you know it, it, by the way after seeing that big ass crowd at Madison Square Garden last night I'm sorry if you folks are still home working get your ass off your bed and go to work like uh, let's let's be real here let's be real here but um uh, no it was, it was an amazing crowd and you could hear it from the TV you know, you know me. You know you guys. You're watching with me last night. We watched the MSG broadcast and the TNT broadcast, both broadcasts, just shows how loud it was and how into it Knicks fans were. That's what we need to see. This is what new, the NBA craves. This is what New Yorkers crave. I always say, well, the Knicks are good. Fans in New York City go nuts over the Knicks. You don't understand how big a deal this is. It's kinda of like when the it's kind of like the Yankees
2: zones. So the Yankees are good, that crowd is into it and they're letting the other team have it. If the Yankees are Absolutely. playing like when the Yankees are playing like Dingus, the crowd's letting the, the crowds letting the Yankees have it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think the Yankees are good example. The better example would be the Mets, because the Mets you know well well, don't get me wrong. The Yankees crowd the Yankee fans are a great fan base. Don't don't get me wrong here. But the Mets have also been craving a championship or a contender so if they're doing well that crowd's also amazing so the everyone goes to for the knicks i was so thrilled i was i felt like i was a part of that crowd last night just going crazy you You were going crazy oh my god it was i
1: have never seen you go that crazy over a game before well
0: i mean the, the knicks are my favorite team ever so it's like you know i'm gonna go nuts man
1: I've watched Yankee games with you. I've actually been to Yankee games with you. Yes. Yeah, been to Yankee games with you. I've
0: have I ever watched a Jet game with you? Maybe. I, I, you know where it is, Bill? I think it's because because I've seen the Jets do well. I've seen the Yankee obviously we've seen Yankee championships. Um and of course, you know, the Knicks, you know, for those what, three years, three seasons, I mean, that they were able to uh, get to the playoffs, but like, you know, I've never felt like, as if like we were in the under jaw, underdog type of issue, you know, like, I don't know. It's something that's different about this playoff run. I don't know if it's the fact that people are counting us out, or, you know, if, you know, we're again, we're just, it's a feel-good story, Bill. That, that's all. I got nothing to say. It's a feel-good it, story. I agree. It, it's
2: it's saying that, hey, oh, here, here's the Knicks. They're going to do nothing this year. They're going to be put in the lottery again. They're not going to win the lottery. They're going to be, like, third or fourth for the pick. Knicks fans are going to be devastated. And it was like it – it, it's it's like Aaron Rodgers' logic. When they drafted Jordan Love, it was like, oh, oh, you did that? Oh, you're going to say that? Oh, we are going to piss us off. And that's what – I think that's what happened. I think – the Knicks said, "You know, I know we're going to prove that we can be contenders, and, and hang, and and hang in there." And hey, we were all saying that. Oh, if the Knicks do make the playoffs, no, they're going to be playing for that playoff in spot. Or no, they're going to be the eighth seed, the seventh seed, the sixth seed. No one thought a fourth seed for the Knicks.
0: Yeah, and, I, 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 and you ahead. and you felt the difference in the cr- in the crowd when they started letting people. Now that there's pretty much full capacity and I'm sorry 19,000 fans the next round of home games that get if they get it like sorry 15,000 is not enough you got to get 19,000 plus there because there's really be no excuse anymore get the fans in the stands let them enjoy this again it, you saw how the crowds felt you just felt the energy the old energy of Madison Square Garden and you, it's an energy it. we haven't felt in a while. And you, and you know that this is different. You know it's different when everyone's into it, when it sounds like the 90s or the Knicks in the 70s. Like you, you can, you know, it's a different feeling. So I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled.
2: And, and also, you, and, and also, you don't know. I, I'm going to admit this. I think the best defensive chant comes from the garden. Because you hear that defense chant, that thing is louder than it's loud no matter how many people are in that in that in that arena. No n- nobody chants defense louder than an MSG crowd.
0: Agreed. And to be quite and to be quite honest with you, like, you know, New Yorkers are so smart at basketball that you know they know the game so well. That's what's Also important about a crowd is if you know the sport too. I feel like if you and not that you know fans across the country don't know basketball. I'm sure they do, especially like Los Angeles and all those other big cities where they have a lot of basketball courts and a lot of inner city people playing basketball. You know, but New Yorkers especially, like, is a huge basketball town, and they're smart about this game. So they know, like, how it is. They can You can tell the atmosphere, you know, is lit because the fans of the game. So it's, it's tremendous. It's absolutely tremendous.
2: So from the New York Knicks to – from New York to L.A. we'll go with the Lakers. Mr.
1: LeBron James is in some hot water. And first of all, we have to say, Lakers lost yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And LeBron James violated some NBA protocols. Yeah, which what did he exactly do again? Hold on. He 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 was attending an event promoting a tequila brand Yes, with Drake and Michael B. Jordan.
0: And uh, I'm assuming he was maskless or not following whatever the NBA rules are and all that stuff. who cares? <laughs> who cares, man? Like, let them be. Restrictions are going away in almost every state. Let them be. Here in New York, things if you are fully vaccinated, you do not
1: have to wear a mask. Exactly.
0: Now, well, no. no, no, no good. No, no. I don't I don't know what's going on with the LeBron thing. Again, I, I read a little bit about it, but like, who cares? <laughs> I have um, to but, say,
1: uh, Michael B. Jordan is actually one of my favorite actors too.
0: So yeah, he's really cool. Patch. Well,
1: uh, I'm, I'm not,
2: I'm not going to touch the mask subject Get, because you still got certain places that say, "Hey, you need to wear a mask." And you're still. Okay. Take Take. Grant. Take. Point. Taken. Point. And that's fine.
0: And that's oh, fine. Re-
2: regard. Re- Regardless about mask policies and states, I also love that LeBron also has, um, I, I think, the flop of the year and act of the year. <laughs> That also caused a scuffle. And
0: you mean every game ever where he flops? Just, just oh, touch me! Ugh. Come on now, Come on and LeBron. the and and the rest of the league is sort of following suit with this too. Like, you know, they're they're becoming actors. It's cra- it's, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, well, here's the
0: thing, um,
1: Charles Barkley on NBA on TNT. Mm-hmm. Here's what Barkley says. He said, "Quote: The NBA doesn't have the guts to suspend it, LeBron." I, I, I know, listen, I've I, had my issues with Mr. Barkley, but you know what? I think in a way he's kind of right.
2: I no, I, I agree with him. You know, put it this way, it, LeBron does he does? Oh, it's LeBron. Okay, here, left on the wrist. You, you have. Um, we'll, we'll go Christoph Porzingis on this
1: one. If he goes out and does that, he's going to suspend in three games. Or some Joe Schmo, some lo- lesser known Joe Schmo did that. He'd be in trouble. Yes. LeBron James, water off a duck's ass.
2: Because he's because he's their money maker, their big okay. money maker.
0: Well, exactly. And you know, I mean, we we people have argued about this with Tom Brady and Deflategate. It's like, why would you suspend Tom Brady for four weeks? Oh, because of the whole deflate gate situation. Like, why would you do that to your best player, the absolute greatest quarterback of all time? Same thing goes to LeBron here. Why the hell would you get rid of arg- someone that's arguably the face of your game? You know, it, you're conflicting here. Now, look, it, obviously, I, I agree with both of you. Like, yeah, you want to suspend him. If he violated rules that, and that's a punishable act, punish him. Go as far as suspending him. But knowing that he's arguably the face of your game, why would you? It doesn't make any sense. It's going to turn the viewer off. So those are the things that they conflict with. And, and it, it's tough to be in, in in position of like Adam Silver, you know, who has a hard job to do enough. I
1: have to say that I could see both sides of this. Um, Reg, I understand what you were saying. You know, a lot of the restrictions in states are going away and they're being loosened up because, because people are getting vaxxed. And yeah, I understand. But on the other hand, you do have to follow policy. You do have to follow league policy.
0: Well, yeah, if he violate league policy, fine. But the point that I'm trying to make is why is this still a policy? Knowing that states across the country, and I get it, you're you're an entertainment product, and you're trying to protect those that are playing in your product and stuff. You don't want to get people sick, especially in all that stuff. But loosen up a little bit. That's the point I'm trying to make. I understand that it is a policy, and obviously, if LeBron James broke pop, broke protocol, like he did, then he should get punished for it. Absolutely. My point is that you. why would it still be this big deal? Like, why aren't you loosening stuff as states are loosening their restrictions? It just doesn't no, make any sense. I
1: agree with you, too. I think maybe the NBA needs to start loosening up protocols a bit. Listen, listen. they're in amongst their playoffs right now. They're not going to – you know what? It, it's kind of when Deflate Gate
2: came out. They're gonna wait till all the evidence is there, they'll make their termination. And if anything, LeBron gets suspended
1: for the first game of the season.
0: Yeah, but the th- the yeah. thing is that you're loosening the mask restrictions on the court with thousands of people watching, a lot of them maskless. And you know, way breaking a lot of the you no, know, obviously breaking quote unquote, a lot of what the NBA likes. Now, obviously, no restrictions, all that stuff. It's up to the teams and the arenas and the state local officials and stuff. But still, a lot of what the NBA doesn't want players to do, they're doing on the court (laughs) while they're playing. So it's like it doesn't make a lot of sense here.
1: And here's what I'm going to say before this. It's like before we go move on. It's a tough situation. Okay, you know what? Because I think at this point, like you said, Patch. They're in the midst of the playoffs. They're probably not even thinking about loosening up all the restrictions because like, we've gone through this. We might as well just stick with it. And when the season's over, we revisit protocols. And hopefully, hopefully not done wood by the time next season starts, things will be back to normal or as close to normal as we're going to get.
0: What normal? <laughs> I'm just saying. Sorry, sorry I just had to say that. What normal? You know, 2019 normal. Yeah, we, we they owe us a they owe us 2020. Let's just call it that way.
1: Yeah, uh, we're getting a, we're getting a mulligan on 2020. <laughs> this is officially this is officially called 2020 fun because we're going to be doing the shit that we couldn't do because of 2020.
0: Like go to football games at MetLife Stadium. Hopefully! Oh no, no, no. Phil Phil Murphy, Governor Phil Murphy, Cousin Phil announced today that stadiums in and arenas in New Jersey can open at 100 percent capacity starting on May 28th. How about that? Way to go, cousin Phil.
1: Okay, just for the record, we're not I am we are not related.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah, that that's that's definitely a thing. And we're exciting and New York City opening up in the summertime. I'm going to Yankee game. I don't know about you. I'm going to Yankee game and I'm going to be maskless, baby.
1: You know I might join you. I will join you. <laughs> I oh, say I might
0: this. As, too. Yeah, I say this as I'm wearing a Washington National sweater.
1: My
0: To, boy. The, to the delight of the patch man Always and to the I absolute watch- to the absolute disgust of our Bill Murphy. No, I'm not disgusted. I'm neutral on this one. <laughs>
2: I just don't have It's not that you put on a Red Sox hat.
0: We are gonna have some issues. Absolutely not. I will not be following the footsteps of those people that like dirty water, if you know what I mean. And you know, we can I, I, we can quickly run through the the slate. Uh, Memphis, uh, shockingly, took a 1-0 series league against the number one seeded Utah Jazz. Uh, Dallas leads 1-0. Portland leads 1-0. Like Bill said, Phoenix leads 1-0 because the uh, Phoenix is better than the Lakers. Let's so just call it where it is. Uh, Philly leads 1-0 against the Wizards because they're better. And uh, Milwaukee leads 1-0. Brooklyn leads 1-0. And obviously, we know the Knicks are down 1-0 to the Hawks. So it's a uh, so far crazy, crazy, crazy slate. And the Bucks are like destroying the heat right now so like you know they're gonna quickly go up 2 which is uh big huge huge uh for the milwaukee bucks
2: and watch out for the mavericks
0: yeah i mean it's like they started off very poorly this season and i was hoping they would stay poor because you know the knicks get to swap their fucking lottery picks But that's not going to be the case this season um and um yeah no they've been doing very well and you know always count on luke Dantich. if a natural disaster comes knocking how prepared is your family
1: you can't just close the door on earthquakes floods or hurricanes and hope they go away that's why it's important to make a plan now ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency so if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
2: Morning, Mama. How you feeling? Great.
1: And I'm ready for you today.
2: I'm checking in on you. Morning meditation. Check. Dressed and ready to work out. Check. Check your blood pressure yet. And check. Boom. Great job, Mom and
1: about those gold earrings. No ma'am.
2: Now more than ever, it's important that we protect our hearts and the hearts of those we love. Monitor your blood pressure daily and help each other stay motivated. Rally your squad to take the online pledge at releasethepressure.org. Brought to you by the Release the Pressure Coalition and the Ad Council.
1: Okay, now we move on from the hard floor to the diamond. I just wanna say, um, the New York Yankees have won six in a row.
0: Behind.
1: Hey, we beat the first place Chicago White Sox patch, so.
2: Kevin Bay Rays have won 11 straight.
0: Yeah, but they're not, yeah, but they didn't sweep the best team in the American League like, at this time. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the. I know, Sox, I
2: know, I know, I'm, 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 I'm being a dick. You know this.
0: I I, I understand, but there's. Uh, um, I'm just saying, patch, you have to give credit where credit I is give, due. I Whether give you credit. You like it or credit. not.
2: I give credit where credit is
1: due. And also, last week, we got, even though it was last week, we have to discuss it. Corey Kluber, baby.
0: Yep. No yeah. hitter. Yeah. Part- it took
1: you guys long. It took you guys long enough to
2: finally get another one after David Cohen's perfect game back in 1999.
0: And we have had lots of great pitchers walk through um, us. You had Mike Messina, the Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer CC Sabathia. Andy Pettit retired and came back. <laughs> and then, uh, and obviously, you know, it's, and obviously now with Garrett Cole and stuff. But let me just say something about Yankee pitching of late. After the Kluber no no, which was a brilliant performance by Corey Kluber, the Yankees have continued, the Yankee starters be very specific have continued to shut down these teams as of now the yankees may 24th the yankee starters have pitched 35 consecutive scoreless innings which is brilliant you had a couple you had great great starts by montgomery and herman Tyone, you look know, tyone sorted out through five innings, but he didn't give up a run, so I'll take that. And of course, you know, Garrett Cole, yeah, Cole is always gonna go like seven plus, and he, he's just terrific. The Yankee starters have been absolutely terrific. I'm thrilled with his pitching, and to be quite honest with you, the Yankees aren't hitting much, so pitching's all we got.
1: Exactly,
0: <laughs> which is just brutal, it's just brutal. I mean, they had a good Sunday, Clint Fraser. Uh, he had three hits or so, which is nice. You know, obviously, Glaber Torres starting to heat it up a little bit, which is good to see because I want the 2019 Glaber Torres. I don't want the 2020 bullshit that we saw.
1: Within just a couple games, he a no hitter, a triple play, and a walk off.
0: couple walk offs. A walk off, walk Aaron Judge on a Sunday. The triple play was
2: cool. I, I will admit that yeah, the triple play was good. It reminded me of the A Rod, the uh, one with A Rod when they had a triple play. Right to third base, throw down to second, down
0: to first. And the triple play looked easy. That's the thing that blows my mind was how easy, excuse me, that they were able to turn that. Because triple A's are hard as it is. So I, I was, I'm i thrilled with the, the way the Yankees have been playing. Let's hope they continue to play this way because. You know, by the time we reach the Red Sox series, I want to be a true, true, true contender in that division. And I really want this, these games to matter. I don't want to fall behind and shit. Like, that's just annoying.
1: Yeah. And Patch, how are the Nats doing? I'm not doing this to be sarcastic. I'm just. Uh,
0: they're 20 and
2: 23 at this moment. So last in division, but they're six games back. It's the NL East is going to be competitive all year long.
1: No, oh, I think it is. Absolutely.
0: We well, did I mean, sweep the
2: O's. We 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 did sweep the Orioles over the weekend, which was nice.
0: I mean, the they faced the Orioles, right? So I mean, it. I mean, yeah, they, they still struggled with the, them. Yeah, I mean, the, the Orioles aren't that good of a team either. So you know, it's you know, it's really hard to. Evaluate, but no, they they pull off a win on a Sunday, and that that was pretty cool. Kyle Schwarber's doing
2: fantastic. I love. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. He had another home run, so that that was a that's good, and I'm glad that Schwarber is having some nice production uh, at the plate because you know when you when you get someone like Kyle Schwarber who's supposed to be very good hitter, like you expect stuff like that. So I'm happy. I'm thrilled with the way he's playing.
2: I'm happy the way he's playing. I'm happy the way Josh Bell's playing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, him too.
2: You know, it's like the Nats have that team on paper that's really
0: good. It's just you're
2: waiting for it to click finally.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, they, they're, they, 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 they all. I mean, you have to understand a lot of the stuff from the. Everyone is upset because you know they're not the World Series team today. You have to understand a lot of those players aren't there anymore. So it's like you have to just figure out and stuff. They will.
2: Listen, I, I expect them to make the playoffs this year, whether it's as the division winner or playing in, in one of the wild cards.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the one thing you got going is the fact that this division is just absolutely atrocious. Yes. I, the, it, the, the it's, atrocious
2: and, it's atrocious and competitive at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean the, the, the Mets and God, God bless the Mets. Like they're losing people left and right. And, and they're, they just shelled uh, Alonzo for a little while, so that's going to be huge. Uh, but the Nationals are only two and a half games out, and they're in last place in the division. So it's pretty much anyone's at this point. And, you know, if, they, if it trends this way throughout the season, that's going to be a pretty rough division to watch in baseball. Like, you know, yeah. it's bad enough that the Nationals are in last place and stuff to see the Braves struggle and stuff. it it's It's brutal. It's brutal to watch.
1: Also, I know we're a little late on this one. The Tony La situation last week.
0: Was it a – it it, to me, the, 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 and I know this is because of the home runs and, you know, you're up by a lot of runs and, you know, he doesn't want – here's the thing. If a manager gives you a take sign, you take. That's just me. You take. Always listen to your coach or manager. Uh, if Tony Lusa didn't give him anything, fair game. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> with that being said, I don't know what the whole saltiness is about. It's baseball. They're grown men. They're not kids. Let them play.
1: Absolutely. That's your take? Same one
2: with Reg. Let them play. Who cares if it's 13 to 2 or 13 to 14? You play the game to win. If people don't like it,
0: screw it. I don't I'm not gonna feel sorry for the Minnesota Twins because they bitch and complain about their position player pitching throwing a 47 mile an hour cookie and Mercedes goes yards.
2: And listen, a few weeks ago we had Mr Chris Bryan strike out Freddie Freeman and they were laughing it off. Exactly. You had that situation. Freddie Freeman was laughing. I love Freddie Freeman. And they <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were laughing it off. Oh, because you're up 13 to five. You have, you have a position player pitching. He throws and eh, pitch down right the middle. You know what? If I'm trying to get a home run on my tally, it's my first career. one. I'm swinging for the goddamn fences to get that home run. I don't care if I get thrown behind my back, beamed at my face, beamed at my foot, bean in the cup area. If I am an opportunity to home run, I'm hitting a home run. If they don't like it, fluff
1: it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I think like what Brett said, if he's not giving you a sign, then third
0: game. Yeah, it, it, I, I can understand the frustration coming from Tony Lurisa because he's an old school manager. So he expects you to follow his lead. So that's why I'm disorder defending him. But to be quite honest, where he does have a disconnect is defending your best young players. When you have a young, and the White Sox have plenty of them. They're a very good team. When you have a young squad like that, filled with a lot of good players, and they do something that you don't like, and you throw them under the bus, that's not a good look for a manager. Like You have to be by your side, especially if they're either throwing, if the other team's throwing at them the next time around, or if um, they're calling them out, whatever. You always come in defense of your players. And I mean that to fullest. It, it, you always have to defend your player. Never ever take sides of other teams because that doesn't make you look good. Jace Tingler did that Last season with the Padres and Fernando Tatis. He threw Tatis under the bus. And look and and Padres doing well, and I'm glad they're able to work things out. It seems like they're thriving and stuff, you know, locker room-wise. But you know, that's a bad move. That was a bad move. So not not that that's where the disconnect to me lies with that whole situation.
1: Okay, so Okay, our last thing today. We go from the diamond to the gridiron. Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons has announced that he wants out. Good. Get
2: out, finally. Finally, go somewhere where you can try to win that coveted Lombardi trophy and solidify yourself in Canton even though you're going to
1: Canton. Like, go to a team with a quarterback that you can work with. Go to Tampa Bay. Go to Tampa. Maybe Green Bay if Roger stays.
0: You know, they're they're also talking like Buffalo or like a San Francisco.
2: Can you all? Oh, can you imagine that in Buffalo, Diggs and Julio? On <laughs> oh once on, on left and right? Oh. Our a, dear
0: friend Nate Moser would be thrilled. What a tandem that is. And you know, to me, this whole Julio situation like and just just to be fair he did he did ask out months ago this is the months 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 in the making I feel like at in this point of his career he's still with the Falcons who have been mediocre at best go to a team give yourself a chance like I don't blame him
2: I don't blame it all the man the man had an opportunity to win one Lombardi trophy couple seasons ago, and we all know what happened there. His dreams just went away.
0: And the the, the fact of the matter is, he's still very much a huge weapon for any NFL team. So, if you have a chance to win somewhere else, go to it. And the Falcons, I, I hope they honor his request. Because if he's been asking for months to get out of Atlanta... Like he has to do it too, because it, it's you want to make sure one that player is happy, and if they're not happy, then what are you what are you keeping it for?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and he kept getting hurt last year, but that's not the fault of anyone.
0: I, I mean, you know, he's getting on the older side to happen,
1: getting on the older side. So, Julio, wherever he goes, we'll see. All right, guys. Well, that is our show for today. It's- Anything else, or do you think
2: we're good? Oh. Shout-out to the Winnipeg Jets coming back last night on Sunday um, from a 4-1 deficit to beat um, Edmonton. Came back and won in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> Shout-out to me. Ehlers for uh, getting the, the – Nikolai Ehlers getting the game-winning goal in overtime to send the Jets up 3 nothing against Edmonton. Hopefully they win tonight when we re- – at this night of recording of May – Twenty
0: fourth. Twenty fourth. This I'm year sorry. of our Lord, twenty twenty one. I'm sorry if uh, if you give up four unanswered goals to lose a game, <laughs> you don't deserve to win shit.
2: Poor Connor McDavid. Yeah, in the and words of Nate Moser. I mean, and yeah. in, in, in the words of Mike Rifkin, not not Nate Moser. Nate, Nate Moser would be sad about the Sabres somewhere.
0: And then, <laughs> and, he, and he and he still is, even though he tells me. I'm leaving as a fan. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not.
1: And Mike Rifkin takes over for Buffalo. <laughs> Big you're side joke from last week. Yeah.
0: But yeah, really? I, I, I agree, Rifkin. Poor Conor McGee.
1: Okay, before we end the show, um, okay, we need to kind of address something. Um, if you've noticed... Oh, you got to go, Reg?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Reg has got to go, so he's signing off. Okay. Okay. Reg had to go to work, people. Reg had to go to work. He's got to make the money. Um, As you guys have probably noticed, we haven't had Christine on the past couple weeks. Haven't we, Patch?
2: You know, you know, Christine is a very busy woman. She has her personal life and she needs time for herself and she loves being doing the show with us and she realized that it's not too much but she never thought it would get this big so she's taking a slight step back and she will be here here and there like we have other guests here on this show she's not gone forever she's not leaving the show permanently she's taking a step back to figure some stuff out and she will be on here and there as we'll go. She's not leaving. Like I said, she's not leaving the show
1: permanently. She's taking a slight step back. And we respect her decision. Um, you know, she's, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes um, as John Lennon once said, life is what happens when you're busy doing other things. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's the game. That's the season. Um we hope you enjoyed. We had a good season. We had um, we had a great game, not a great season. We had a great game. We had a great game. We had um, of course, our dear friend Rifkin come on two weeks in a row. Hey, yeah, that was get ready for some NHL playoffs. Even though we're in the, we're
2: still in the midst of it, but he helped kick off our NHL playoff
1: coverage. Um, we also had a great interview with Taylor Duncan, which was yes. probably
2: my one of my favorite interviews we did.
1: So far, it's been one of my favorite interviews that we've done as
2: well. Definitely in the top
1: three. Um, we um, And we also celebrated our one year anniversary. Hey, one year down, many more to come. Many more to go, my friend, many more to go. So, and you know, we got some really cool things on the horizon. Big things coming soon. Got we got some, we, uh, we, uh, we got a collaboration with this podcast, hopefully soon. Um, i got to get back to them this week. Um, I don't want to give out too much information because they said they'd be interested. They just got to talk amongst themselves. Um, We actually got some cool interviews waiting in the wings. Nothing is set in stone as of this moment. But again, I don't want to give out too many details because I don't want to sit here and promote it like no tomorrow and then it ends up not happening so just one of the people we are planning on talking to i'm actually in talks with them now so i will not be get i will not be saying anything else more at this time until more comes clear but all i can say stay tuned big things coming right pats big things coming and um, also, okay, we're actually, like since this is the end of the game, we're actually going to be taking some time off. We're going to be taking the next two weeks off. Yes, we are. We're taking some time off. We we could all use a break. We love Thank doing this back. for you guys, but we need to recharge the battery, you know? So yeah. we'll be, well, next week's Memorial Day, so we're going to take that day off anyway. And then next week we'll take off, and then, like, mid-June we'll be back.
2: Yeah, so... We'll see you guys in a few
1: weeks. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all platforms. And for more information, go where, buddy? Go to
2: a website. It's called www.businesssportsinsanitynetwork.com.
1: We will see you in two weeks. Everyone, stay safe and take care.
0: Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out
2: in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. Kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering
0: getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it.
1: No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.